Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Jupiter Ascending, directed by Lana and Andy Wachowski and released in 2015. The plot of Jupiter Ascending goes something like this. A lowly maid discovers she is the reincarnation of the matriarch of a powerful family and the owner of Earth. I think they go by the Wachowskis or... I don't yeah. know how you say it, um, but I believe I, they go by that when they direct. Yep. Uh, but the end, that was how it was billed. So I Is just, it really? But anyway, the Wachowski's known for The Matrix and many other things. Yes. We saw Jupiter Ascending with the understanding that it would be like a an amazing bad movie, but like it's just, it's such an amazing movie. <laughs> but yeah. also, it. I mean, I understand where the people who say it's bad are coming from because the plot is just a mess. I mean, it really is a mess. Like, it, it's not – they introduce stuff all the time that has no relevance to anything constantly. Uh, for some reason – okay, so the, the – Bees. <laughs> bees. No, but did you know that, that, that um, Kane Wise, Channing Tatum's character in this movie, is an albino wolf? Yeah, you I, said it somewhere. Yeah, I, I apparently was not paying attention for that. So why? Why, so that's why is he an albino wolf? I mean, okay, it's strange enough that he is a wolfman angel thing, but why is he an albino wolfman that's angel? Why he got rejected from the program that was training him? Or <laughs> no, something. no, no, that's not it. He was like, he was like the ugly one in their litter, so they sold him for less money. Oh. <laughs> such a weird what? thing but it's like this whole movie is just littered with that like there's a part where the um where the spaceship takes off and leaves a crop circle behind and the bees <laughs> well the the paddock next to the bees the the sean yeah. bees house how awesome was it like i was the thing that surprised me most about this was how genuinely enjoyable it was and oh absolutely the plot, although crazy makes perfect sense when you're in the in the moment like the whole thing it, it flows the storytelling works you you see the progression of things from here to here to here. I don't. I don't know about I, that. I just, I just there's a lot of stuff in it that seems to be in it just because. Mm. Like I, I do. I have seen a lot of things where people try and like tighten up the plot a little bit, and I think it's doable. And I think you could actually have this movie like so that it makes sense. Mm. Um, and I don't think they necessarily did that because they basically sort of went, "Congratulations, you're a space princess. Here's one of your space children," because she is the reincarnation of. Like this ninety-one thousand-year-old woman who recently was murdered, and three she has three evil space children <laughs> who have divided up all the planets of the universe between them. Yeah, no, that's not true. The planets no. that she owns. Yeah, so there's the a, there's a whole bunch of these families that own all of these planets, and this is just the house of Abrasics is one of them. So there's one. This is the one family, and they live forever by harvesting people and using their blue shiny things. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But they Abra- Abraxas. It's Abraxas is some kind of horse thing, isn't it? Abraxas is a is a Greek god or yeah. A, yeah. I feel like horses are involved. Involved with horses, I think. Yeah. Mm. Or god, something like that. Anyway, this is not Abraxas. No, no, I know. I was just <laughs> And the and the children talking about the- uh there's a daughter called Kalik who's played by Tuppence Middleton, uh, who Tuppence. spends most of the movie looking like like with uh, old age makeup on, like she's around, you know, late 40s they say in the movie and then she takes a bath is young for like two minutes of screen time and then that's it she's gone um and then you've got um douglas bluth playing titus abrasics with his face just like he's facing. so pretty and who doesn't bother to put on shoes at all and who sleeps with lots of women and then you have um and the totally best Oh, the best Abrasics, yeah. Which is Eddie Redmayne as Balaam Abrasics, who spends the entire movie vacillating between whispering 
and then screaming his lines. Like, 99% of his lines are whispered, and then suddenly he'll just come up with, I create life! And I destroy it. It's amazing. Um, yes. I, I think Titus was my favourite of Brassics. <laughs> no, just because, I'm sorry, nothing. My nothing. headcanon of him and Channing Tatum having a thing was just <laughs> delightful. So Yes, that but, is delightful. Eddie However, Redmayne, oh my. Like, what is that performance? Who Who decided... That that would be the way to do it, and he's in like his black spa- yeah. space glitter outfit with like no shirt for and half the movie he d- he with sort a cape. Of talks <sighs> in like a posh accent, except it's kind of like this. Like he's a bit nasal and also whispering, but really quite. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, it's the greatest performance. He should be nominated for all of the Oscars just for this one. Yeah, he'll, he'll get it for the theory of everything, but we'll all know it was secretly for Jupiter Ascending. Absolutely, because this is the best performance like ever. It's just there's mm. there's there's like over the top, and then there's like the top of over the top, and then he's over that. Like it's just insane. There's, there's, he's not chewing scenery; he's just devouring it. <laughs> yeah, although I have to, like I would kind of admire him for that because if you're in a movie this crazy. You really, you can't just half-ass it. You've well, got to absolutely thinking. embrace the scenery chewing. You've got to go balls to the walks crazy to match yeah, the movie. You can't not, and he does. He's got to embrace the operatic space madness, which is what I think everybody should do with this. I really think that the critics are just mostly being snobs about this. Probably. Because I can't understand how people go to this movie and don't enjoy themselves. Right. I mean, it's just bonkers. And it's like a good, fun sci-fi. Like how how can you not enjoy that? But it's so it's so amazing looking as well. Like mm. the whole thing looks incredible, and it all just kind of they they it's <laughs> the got number a- of times they like zoop away from somewhere and zoop into somewhere. I don't know how to explain that because it doesn't ever explain what they're actually doing. But they just kind well, of shoom, they're, they're flying around in Eric Banner's ship from the first from Star Trek two thousand and nine is what they're doing. That's no, how they I zoom. mean the sh- I think oh uh, yeah no the ships look different to them. From that, though, they have their own really interesting, distinct look because they've got like parts that are separate from the ship. Like when the wings come out, they're not, it's not all connected. So they must be being held together by some kind of field or something because the parts aren't actually connected to each other. I didn't notice that. I just thought, gee, that looks like the ships from the first Star Trek movie. (laughs) There are some Star Trek things, especially with Michael Giacchino's score. Yeah. um, You know, it's trying to out melodrama everybody else. It's got a very good understanding of like, sci-fi movie grammar because you get a there's a bit of star wars in there there's a bit of blade runner in there there's kind of a few well-known things mishmashed in there yeah i mean yeah it is kind of like a whole they took a whole bunch of influences but then they kind of put on something that was completely original and just just insane i like, know there's no kind of there's no reason for 99 percent of the stuff to be the way that it is and there's this whole universe that we get this very very brief vision of and they spend most of the time not actually explaining all of that universe but explaining all of these things that we don't really need to know about instead mm. also those gray alien things that were going to harvest jupiter's eggs yes yeah, this yeah. is a plot point in the movie were so scary mm. they were so creepy the way they moved and stuff they were just freaking me right out right did you not i wasn't scared by them no i they were like Good little Roswell aliens, though. No, but cool. that's what they started out as, right? Like, when you first see them, they just kind of look like the little Roswell aliens. But when they're attacking, their limbs don't move, right? They kind of look like the horror monsters in um, Mama. You haven't seen that. 
or Rec, you haven't seen that either. There's a guy who plays both of those and he does this weird thing with his body and that's what they looked like. Yeah. I, they I, looked really freaky. Yeah, I didn't get scared by them, but they were cool, but I didn't get scared by them. Especially when they were attacking Sean B and then he was all like, beeswax as he was getting shot. <laughs> it was oh the best God. thing ever. What was that? That was the that's the best fake swear word I've ever heard. Oh, it's so funny. It's all so great. And like, it's this whole plot point where Sean B used to be Kane. Means Sean Bean, by the no, way. No, I don't. I mean Sean B. He was a B person, okay? <laughs> and the the character's name, by the way, is Stinger. Oh god, this is fabulous. And we have like Kane the, Kane um, Wise. the dog. Yeah, Kane Wise the dog. He's, oh my he's god. not a dog, no, he's, he's a, a wolf person. Wolf person. Okay, so they're called splicers, right? And there's a whole bunch of them in the movie, but for some reason some of them look more like the animals and some look less and literally the only thing she sean b has is apparently he has stripes in his hair which i didn't notice when i was watching that either he just looked like a regular human (laughs) and channing tatum has like he also has like like weird eye contacts sean Ah. b and then channing tatum has like a little like really bright blonde beard and elf ears (laughs) and that's his whole thing but both of them were in this like space army where they had wings but we never actually see anybody with the wings in the movie and Chan- until Channing Tatum gets his wings back at the end of the movie now okay this is the guy with f- flying grav- anti-gravity space boots he's already a wolf man and now on top of that he also has wings <laughs> yeah he's awesome Oh, and he's part albino. I forgot that. Yeah. He's also part albino. We, we talked about that right at the start. There's a whole, like, Dom sub thing going on with him and Jupiter as well, where he's like, your majesty, and she's like, ooh, do that again. And he's all, <laughs> I love that because I'd like to be called your majesty too. It's but, great. And he's all, like, subservient. Yeah, and, like, and really- she's the aggressor in the relationship. She tries to hit on him at least twice before it get- she gets anywhere. Mm. And, of course, the first one of those leads to that immortal line, I love dogs. <laughs> I've always loved dogs. The whole cinema cracked up at that one. Yeah, that, that was the only time I think they were all laughing oh with us. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. That one was actually intentionally funny, which is, yeah. you know, something. Um, there was a lot of unintentionally funny bits. But the whole thing, like, it's just so – it's so entertaining and so much fun and – so ridiculous mm-hmm. like it I, I i'm really really sad that there's not already 10 movies of this so that we can do like a marathon and then watch the tv show and then read the comic book and the whole thing yeah. like i want i'm so interested in the world and i want you just endless jupiter ascending <laughs> it's a great world that they've built and like for once it's original like it's original sci-fi as well it's so exciting to go to the movies and see something that's like this big budget balls to the wall out there yeah. You just don't see this kind of stuff. It's so delightful. Yeah. Um another problem that I had with the plot part is um Jupiter does make all of her own decisions, but they pretty much all are bad. Um Yeah, but like I she gets kidnapped that, and so then she Frodo. makes Frodo <laughs> makes terrible decisions too. Being a chosen one is all about making terrible decisions. Yeah, I yeah. I don't quite see that really. I think I the only one that I can think of that Frodo makes it's a bad decision is when he sends Sam away and he's pretty corrupted by then. There's also like him choosing to go through the mines, but Gandalf basically goes, do you want to go through the mines or do you want to go this insane way? And he was like, okay, through the mines, because he didn't know anything yeah, about anyway, that and Gandalf I, I was, did. I, I was getting that's annoyed really too. Like I was getting annoyed at her as well because she was constantly needing to be rescued. It's the falling, Jupiter descending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She falls every five minutes and then Cain comes along with his anti-grav boots and, and saves, saves her. her. 
Every five minutes. Yeah. And, and I was kind of getting it. annoyed at that. But then, like, also, well, it's exciting to see a female chosen one. But Yeah, why and then she gets her action to- ponytail yeah. out eventually and starts <laughs> kicking balls. Yeah. Oh, and that, that space couch that Eddie Redmayne is on at the end of the movie when he's, like, the floating space couch thing when he's screaming. And uh, I love it. I love it all so much. And the whole set design. And then there's, like, winged lizard men that are Oh, yeah, that the are random dinosaurs. Right. They're Balaam's guards. Yeah. And and the whole there's a whole plot point about the Aegis who are like the the police, mm. I guess, of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Um and they have a really kick ass black lady who's yeah, like the boss Doctor of all who. of them. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, I think so. She probably is. There's a lot of British people in this. Yeah. Um Captain something, Captain Shing. Oh, dear Mika dear Mika Singh. Um it's played <laughs> she, played by the actress Nikki Amuka Bird. Oh, she's from Luther. That's where I know her from. Ah, okay. Because Gugu Mbatha-Raw is also in this movie yeah. as Titus's offsider with the big ears. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what she was supposed to be. Uh, she's probably a splice, but I don't know where she got the ears from. Yeah. There's also a splice mouse guy who really looks like a mouse. <laughs> but then, and a splice elephant guy who is really, really looking like an elephant. Mm-hmm. Like he has a trunk and everything. But then you get Wolfman Channing Tatum <laughs> with his little beard and elf ears. Mm. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm a wolf, obviously. Duh. And then he spends like a good 20 minutes shirtless for no reason. I'm not complaining about that. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing out that he is shirtless for a large amount of this movie for no reason. Right. Just because. But yeah, yeah, Jupiter kind of like, we, we meet her and she's all, um, you know, Edwin Jarvis, her father dies. And, uh, and Mrs. S, her mother, has her on a boat. And then she gets shipped off to America. And then she's all, I hate my life. And... Her life does kind of suck. Well, yeah, I don't really like, understand why. The, the ending doesn't make any sense. She's from this like illegal immigrant Russian family and they're working as cleaners and they live, they have a really hard life. And yeah, that's. And she has a shitty cousin. Yes. Who's a pain in the ass and convinces her to. To sell her eggs. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That was like this yucky little, I mean, it was like a great little reproductive rights subplot, but it was also like, oh, he was so gross. I could have done without him. Well, that's the thing is that like, there's, there's no reason for that apart from they have to figure out a way of people knowing who she is. Yeah. I like, mean, and be her being found, well, but it's such a whole weird. subtle social agenda that the movie has. And I, I subtle. Like, <laughs> Oh, and subtle I'm, and Jupiterous ending. They just go together, you know? So, yeah, but there's the whole social agenda. So it kind of, they have to fit the, her reproductive rights in there somewhere, and that seemed to be the easiest way to do it. And then it was so weird, though. And then she's like, "How come I only get five thousand, you get ten thousand when they're my eggs?" And I'm like, "Yes, that's an excellent Why question." Is that happening, and this is supposed to be our hero. You'd think she would do something about that, but that's the thing is that she just sort of goes okay whenever anybody tells her anything. There's also a really strange thing where I thought because I didn't know what the plot was with this harvesting the the genes for people's extension of life, right? Right. But then Tuppence, Kalik, basically tells us. Mm. She basically tells uh, Jupiter exactly what it is. And then, like, a half an hour later, Titus tells Jupiter in, like, literally what it is, and Jupiter goes, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God, and freaks out. And you're like, but Kalik told you this half an hour ago. I didn't figure that out either. Really? No, I didn't get that either. I was just like, clearly they're doing something evil to stay young. And I knew that there, I sort of knew there was harvesting, but I didn't. I didn't put it all together. But Kalik says it to her, no. and she says to her, "Oh, there are certain things that you would kill for." And look at this pool of stuff that we live forever with, and we have yeah. Sinister I just purposes assumed they were having Earth. some kind of wars over it. I didn't think that was. I didn't actually know what they were literally doing, so I didn't figure really? that out either. Okay. So yeah, that worked. That was fine for me because that worked as a reveal for me as well. Because I, I knew it was. Su- it was obvious there was something evil, but it wasn't quite obvious what. 
I also read something recently that was like, there's two, the two sort of major tense moments in this movie, the cliffhangery bits, uh, um, involve whether or not that uh, Jupiter's going to put her hand on something. <laughs> like, she hovers her hand over things and then she's like, no, wait, no, wait, no. Oh dear. <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, it's so great. It's mm. like a really, really long hokey pokey. <laughs> okay. And then she just, you know, falls down a lot. As a heroine though, she was, quite passive but i liked her no but she also she she makes all of the choices like there's never a point when she i mean apart from the kidnappings she's constantly she makes choices about everything that she does Mm. it's just that and she like chooses to trust kalik for some reason Mm. and then she chooses to marry titus because obviously he was telling the truth in spite of his complete sleaziness and then yeah like he was so clearly not telling the truth i know he was so awful but then i think she also felt trapped with that whereas she tr- chooses to trust Kalik because she's got a crush on Kalik that's obvious <laughs> there's so much stuff in this movie as well where you're like I-, I wonder how much of it they went back and fixed after they realized they introduced things later <laughs> like th- I feel like that happened a lot like I feel like that you know the scene where we first see all of the house of Abrasics together yeah the three siblings are together mm. I'm 90% sure that they filmed that afterwards. I haven't seen that anywhere. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Because I think they just sort of went, oh, we haven't had a scene with all three of them together explaining what they're doing. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, and could like, easily have been. and then what was the other? Oh, um, there's this bit at the beginning where she says, oh, my father always saw the best in people. We never see him seeing the best in people, but she has to say that in voiceover to explain why she's always falling for yeah, everything the everybody father says. Who died before she was ever born. Yeah. And like, who she's only ever known in idealized form, et cetera. Well, she said her aunt told her this. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, no, so no. I, I would, there's this whole really I would convoluted that, way. But, yeah, it's – I would actually believe that because you – I don't really know any people whose who, fathers died before they were born, but I know that I, I think you probably do grow up with, like, an idealized version of this person in your head, but that, no, that no, could make sense. No, no, that's the problem. I just think that they went back and explained that so that – it explained so it why she sense. would then just fall for everything. Right, because her father was Edwin Jarvis and obviously he's awesome. Yeah. So I, I just feel like they, they kind of – they did a lot of stuff where they just went back and inserted bits and, and threw out information that had nothing to do with anything. And there's also – like there's a whole bit where Sean B betrays them, right? Yeah, He betrays yeah. Because this is Kane-wise. not a spoiler, by the way. Sean Bean's in your movie. This is going to happen. Well, he he survives. Yeah, he survives, but he does betray them. But then he redeems himself and survives. And survives. That's he lives the unusual to the bit. end of the movie. Um, I'm sure they were like, let's do something different with Sean Bean. Let him survive to the end yeah, after so, his betrayal. But yeah, he betrayed them. But then, like, because his daughter was sick. Because I knew that that was going to come because his daughter coughed once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and if you cough once in a movie, you're like, you've got consumption, you're going to die. Yeah, exactly. So she coughs once and then, like, an hour later, it's like, oh, yeah, I betrayed you because my daughter was sick and I couldn't pay for the medicine. And Kane's like, okay, that's the whole story. <laughs> like, well, that's Kane, the whole betrayal Kane bit. is part dog. I guess that's the, that's the whole, eh, that's okay, you're still my master <laughs> kind of thing. And the whole, like, oh, he's without a pack thing made no sense either. Because no. it didn't actually seem... Like, there's all this stuff well, about it, Kane that, you know, he has this terrible background where he ripped out, like, uh, Entitled. That's what the rich people are called, the Entitled's throat. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff on the internet about how that was Balaam's throat because Balaam wears this, like, neck piece for the whole thing. Right. That you never see him take off. So it could be. But, yeah, he ripped out an Entitled's throat in his backstory, <laughs> mm. which we never see happen. 
And then that it doesn't seem to have any consequences in the movie on him apart from that he goes to jail a lot. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like his general mopiness or something. That but was their excuse for not using yes, Channing Tatum's charisma. Yes, but there's 20 different excuses for not for him being mopey. There's like, oh, he was kicked out, or like he was sold for cheap from his family because yeah, everybody hated him because he was we half albino. <laughs> and then he went into this special corps and he was a super soldier because he didn't have a pack. And then on top of that, he ripped out an entitled throat and then he went to jail. And yeah. then Titus got him out of jail because he was so pretty. And then he sent him off to find Jupiter See, and he fell in love with yeah. Jupiter. And oh my it God. It doesn't seem like he's looking for a pack so much as a master. Also, how icky is it that Titus wanted to marry his mother? Yeah, it's really, really weird. I did love um, towards the end where she has to tell, um, what's his name, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne's character, Bellum. 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 I'm not your damn mother, at yeah, least yeah. twice. And same. I think she has to say the same to Titus, even though she ends up agreeing to marry him because he's evil. Um, no, Titus, I don't, yeah. The, the Balaam thing also, like, because he killed her. Because but that was so like- obvious with the other two, because firstly she flirts with the, this the daughter and then she flirts with the son and you're like mm. yeah or the son flirts with her it's just like it's so this weird. is weird and there's also the fact that Balaam like he killed his mother but it seems to be in a Snape to her Dumbledore capacity yeah, yeah. where she was like please kill me and he went okay mm. like that seems to be what uh, based on what he says now maybe that's not true because you can't probably take the world of a word word of a whisper shouter killer well he doesn't ever seem to lie. He's pretty straightforward yeah, with his evil yeah. plans. Everybody else lies. Balaam is just like, I've kidnapped you Straight so up. that I can steal your planets. So, <laughs> and I kidnapped your family to do the same. So sign here. Mm. <laughs> That's basically Balaam's. But I mean, Balaam is a very good bad guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He has a plan. He's following through with his plan. At no point does he, there's no flaw in his plan. It's just that uh, Jupiter makes the decision to save the planet instead of her family. Mm. So like, he's a really good supervillain. Yeah. He's very efficient. Mm. And, like, it, you know, his people keep f***ing up, but that's mostly because Kane Wise is, like, the most amazing sparkly man ever. <laughs> Look, he's the perfect dog. He's, he's loyal. his gun makes a barking noise when it shoots. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't hear that. I also really liked Duna Bay as the other bounty hunter, whatever they were. Yeah. Um, she, you know how there was Duna Bay and, and she had, oh, like, a, a... blue hair. With the blue hair. She's Yet from, another... Um, Asian girls with bright coloured hair. She's from Cloud Atlas. All right. Yeah, yeah. They were fun. Those two. They Um, were fun. And her friend. Pointless. That was, but completely pointless. Mm. Like they're just there to be another threat in the giant pile of threats. They don't. (laughs) They don't do anything really. Mm. They give us a little bit of exposition about how amazing Kane is, but like all of the exposition about Kane is either that he's amazing or that he's evil or formerly evil, but there's no formerly evil in this guy. He is absolutely a puppy dog. Like in every single moment, he's just the sweetest, nicest thing ever, unless he's killing people. Mm. And he's only ever killing people to be the sweetest, nicest thing ever and protect Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. The only problem I had with Kane is that he and Jupiter have zero chemistry, like less than zero chemistry. I didn't really sense that. I oh, I get just, that. I, f- they, they f- I felt they felt awkward to me, the two of them. But I think it's Channing Tatum was almost unrecognizable in this, not because of the weird ears and shit, but because he there was no like he was really straight faced. There was mm. no smiling, none of his usual charisma, no, none of even like he didn't even make any jokes. See, I don't get that because like, I mean, I I don't I was more than Channing. That's only really him. comedy, Channing Tatum. Yeah, but drama he, Channing Tatum is very boring. Yeah, well, I mean, we he saw was Foxcatcher. Fox yeah, that's right. He Foxcatchered through this one a little bit, but he was still better than Foxcatcher. But you know, that's not hard. I just, yeah, I just found him a little flat in this one. That's because 
I think he does best when he's able to have let a little bit of the charisma show through. I think he's just best when he's in a comedy, and this wasn't. <laughs> For as much as we laughed, it wasn't a comedy. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, but yeah, no, I found there was zero chemistry between those two, which is why I was getting so excited about her and the sister, the daughter, and him and Titus. <laughs> Because I was like, they they have so much, they had so much more chemistry. Yeah, there's also this whole chunk in the middle that's like the Brazil bit, where they have all the red tape. Who, by the way, I figured out, I found out who the uh, the um, robot dude who led them through oh, was. Right. He's from the History Boys. His name is Samuel Barnett. And when I saw his name in the cast list, I was like, oh crap, because I should have known that. Oh, that um, was yeah. I thought that was great. That little bit where it's kind of like dealing with Centrelink. Like yeah. you just insane number of forms you have to fill Or the DMV. She yeah, she compares it to. Yeah, yeah, it, it is the, it's the red tape. Dealing with I was thinking of the Vogons, actually. Um, <laughs> it's so that true, whole yeah. bit. And there's so much of it. But the thing is, it's really good that Samuel Barnett was in that bit because he expresses the frustration while the other two just stand stony-faced in the background yeah. and do nothing. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit where he meets himself. Like there's another robot mm. that's his model and he's so jealous and angry. <laughs> I wanted more of him, just him for the whole. Like, couldn't he be their like their like sidekick? He was so cute. And when he bribes the guy, and he just he like shoots a credit card at him, and I, it ended with a Terry Gilliam cameo. Yeah, which was great. I I loved all that little world world building stuff. Like the all mm. the that's where how they shoehorn their social commentary in. Yeah, I, there was a lot of really really funny, cute, pointless. But like that stuff was like genuinely that. funny. That wasn't like incidentally funny, or accidentally yeah. funny. That was actually funny. I don't know. I don't know how much. I mean, there's so much that we laughed at, but it was just because it was so ridiculous and audacious. And, and like the, you know, the bit where she puts the pad on Channing Tate. Nobody who hasn't seen this movie is going to go watch this movie because of this review. I feel like we should do like a teaser of the review where we're like, you should go see this movie because of these reasons rather than just like talking about the bits of the movie that were yeah. funny. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of assume when we do this that people have seen the movie, but yeah, we totally But should. I actually, I, I I, need for people to go see it because right. it hasn't made its budget back yet. Right. So we and need people to see it because it's good and we want the Wachowskis to make more. Yeah, that's the main point yeah. is that I, I want another one after this. I want five Jupiter Ascending movies. I want to be at like my, I don't know, 40th, 50th birthday and do like a Jupiter Ascending marathon <laughs> and get really drunk and just watch all of them. Oh, that's what God. I want from my life. <laughs> I don't know that I want five Jupiter Ascending movies. I want it to make its budget back. I want it to do well. It made me so depressed when I looked it up on IMDb and it's like fifth below Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm like, guys. Oh, yeah. I read something somewhere uh, that said that you can't pretend this is better than Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, I can. Yeah, it's way better than Fifty this is, Shades this of Grey. This is, this I is was actually a better um, a better representation of the BDSM lifestyle than Fifty Shades of Grey is well, yeah, and on also, top of everything else. And it's like diverse, it passes the Bechdel test, it's got interesting social commentary, it's a good bit of sci-fi. Like, why wouldn't you? It's got go a female lead. Female director too. To be fair, Fifty Shades of Grey has a female director. Um, no, I know. I thought that was why you were saying it. Yeah, because no, this no, also was, has a female director and it's better. Actually, I was thinking that though because we watched we uh, did the review of Selma last week and that had a female director in this one too. And I was like, it makes a difference. Mm. It really does. Like that. There's sort of this effortless Bechdel test passing. There's a whole lot less of sexualized women everywhere. It just makes. I mean, a difference. unless the female director is like Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Who does a lot of those things, but is also great. Yeah, but I just, I feel like I, I enjoyed this more than The Matrix. Oh, way which more. Which is supposed to be the Wachowski's big, best movie, the, and well, I the just Matrix didn't like kind that of, eh, like, I, I never really got into it. Um, I think The Matrix is one of those movies where what it did for cinema 
was more important than the movie itself mm. because it really ushered in a new age of CG. Yeah. And I think also it's got this incredibly simple plot that goes through it that is really, really recognizable and easy to, like if anybody tells you about The Matrix, you know exactly what's going on in that movie without yeah. thinking about it, which is funny because really Jupiter Ascending could do with some of that. <laughs> like yeah. this is the same directors and yet it doesn't have that kind of, like The Matrix, you know exactly what happened. It's- yeah, it's pretty simple. Although, of course, The Matrix is let down by its sequels a bit. Could, so yes. people look back on it and think, uh, well, maybe Jupiter Ascending kind of- could be the opposite and its sequels could be even better than the original. <laughs> yeah. I think sequels. It, I do like the idea of like a comic book and a game universe, definitely a game universe. There's like, that. that's almost a, a gimme. And to explain exactly who the splices are and how they work, because like- Well, yeah, you could do an awesome prequel about Channing Tatum's early life. Right. But not just Channing Tatum, like just splices in general were really, really- I mean, they were introduced, but we don't actually get to see how that works. Mm. Like, do they come from a family who were also wolfmen, or was he made into a wolfman after he was born? How does that work? And then Sean B- is Sean B's daughter also a bee person? Because we never really get that. Also, she describes when he and Channing Tatum are fighting as a mating ritual. <laughs> does she? I didn't hear that. It's like a male mating ritual, oh, and fantastic. I was like, because so they're gonna. F- it just makes me so sad when I see Fifty Shades of Grey doing so well and this doing so badly when it's so amazing and clearly destined for cult classic status. I just, like, maybe if Jupiter, the next Jupiter Ascending movie, what the next Jupiter Ascending movie <laughs> has to be, out. when that comes out, is really, really kinky sex between Kane and Jupiter for most of the movie and then some, like, space opera stuff happening Kane behind Titus, it. Kane and Titus, Kane and Titus. No, but, but Kane and Jupiter have that, like, Dom sub thing going on. It'd be great. Yep. And they have more chemistry than Dakota Johnson and oh. Jamie Dornan do, at least. Uh, me and this wine glass have more chemistry than Dakota Johnson and <laughs> Jamie Dornan. Yeah, but it's wine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wine is attractive. Uh, that's It's so true, though. Like, all Kane is doing throughout the whole thing is searching for someone to be his master. He tries Sean B. He tries Jupiter. He tries Titus. Like, he, he actually wants someone to dominate him. It's fantastic. I also said something about Eddie Redmayne um, at Balaam and, and his, like, lizard guard man being boyfriends. Mm. <laughs> and then there was fan art Wouldn't of that. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Before we finish, I want to touch on gender and Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily agree that it's it's being panned because it's a girl movie as opposed to as oh, opposed God, to no. boy movies. No. Because like there have been plenty of boy movies with this kind of plot that have been panned just well, as much. Yeah, and there's plenty of boy like I don't it's not really a movie for girls or for boys. Like anyone could go along and enjoy this. Well, that's the thing, is that like it does follow a more traditional girl fairy tale movie than boy fairy tale movie, which mm-hmm. is that like she finds out she's the space princess and everybody wants her and she's somewhat Mary Sueish, whereas the boy movies are like that he has s- secret powers that he didn't know about. That mm. tends to be the yeah. the difference between them. Right. Um and then he's super special and has to save the world whereas she gets a boyfriend. Um which is the end of by the way, that ending I think is the worst part of Jupiter Ascending because it's so nonsensical. She owns the earth and she goes back to cleaning toilets, having no money well, and secretly dating Channing Tatum on rooftops. Owning owning the earth doesn't give her anything. Like it doesn't give her any money or power or anything it does, other though. than in the universe. Yes, exactly. Like she doesn't All she have... has to do is stay in space. <laughs> but she doesn't I don't know that there's anything like she she doesn't have a power base, she doesn't have anywhere to live on in space, she doesn't have she any kind of all she planets. does is own the earth. That's no, the only she doesn't. thing she owns. No, that's not true. She owns 
all of the stuff that, like, you know how she owns her own place. Like, you know how her kids have their own places. Right. She owns one of them too. She owns everything that Seraki has. Her has Eddie Redmayne not taken over her old stuff? No. Okay. He can't do that because that's the whole plot. Is that he can't do that because she's alive? So right. He so she can't has somewhere she could go. So she, she has places she can go. She has all this money when she's in space. But she wants space. to go back also, and take care of her mum. Yeah, I understand that. But she can take care of her mum in space. And if she doesn't stay <laughs> in space, right, she's going to die. And then they're just going to take all the stuff back anyway because they'll live outlive her by a long, <laughs> long, 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 long time unless she goes out and stops this harvesting business. Right. She so, has to go out and do that. That before they can. Um, so you know what that means. That means we need a sequel. Exactly. <laughs> so she needs to go and claim her inheritance. Yes, exactly. Right. We need a sequel because she has to go out and stop them if she's going to have any effect on this. Because all they'll do now is just wait for her to die and then take everything anyway. Because it's not like she'll be reincarnated again straight away. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Right, like, but the thing is, she will if she is not going, not willing to support harvesting, she's going to die anyway, even if she is in outer space. Yes, I know, but if she stops harvesting before her death, yep. or at least starts a revolution that stops harvesting before her death, right? Then eventually the harvesting will stop, and then the whole system will stop. Right. So then her her children kids will die won't, too. Yeah, exactly. Her children right. will die too. So like that's what she needs to do is to go out there and actually stop them from doing it if she wants to have any effect apart from just oh she saved our world. Okay, that's it. I'm done now. That's cool. Like mm. she doesn't seem to care at all what's going on in the whole rest of the universe after this. Yeah. I yeah, I would like her to expand and become more powerful. That would be cool. Yeah, and th- that's why I didn't like the ending so much. But yeah, I I also wonder if part of the panning of this is because Lana came out because there was a reason for this that I because like a lot of the criticisms for this movie were not applied to the equally nonsensical and stupid the racer speed racer yeah like the cr- but were and that they applied one was, to Cloud Atlas I don't know Cloud Atlas was its own kind of special right that I don't know if it, like I think Speed Racer and Jupiter Ascending are a better fit although cloud atlas was in some ways as as original and as yeah what's the word when you're trying to do innovative? something innovative no ambitious oh yeah um, yeah yeah it was it was as ambitious as this one i think and and failed much much harder because mm. it's more nonsensical and, and has the added bonus of terrible terrible makeup on everybody i yeah. i wonder how much of it is like is applied because lana is a woman i don't know if it's because she's trans or because she's a woman that like I think some of the criticism that's coming at them is not justified. And I, I I don't know how much of it is affected by it, if any. Maybe every single critic I should be giving the benefit of the doubt and they are all not affected by this and they all just genuinely hated the movie. Mm. But it does make me wonder. Yeah, well, because critics are also notoriously awful towards sci-fi. But at the same time, like, a- and also there's things about um Directors who were hot and young 15 years ago who were now kind of going off the boil or whatever. But – And I, to be fair, I the Wachowskis th- have made some really, really – Yeah, and they have – like, they, they came out trying. strong. They, yeah, they're always trying to do something different and new and interesting. And, 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 I, and I think that um, since Lana has come out, they've been a lot more it, – it really has seen a change in the way they treat gender in their movies. Like you go back to The Matrix and that's very traditional male-centric – you Chosen say that, one, but right. then at the same time, Trinity really isn't, and that's an interesting thing about that movie. And um, and if you watch um, 
come on, it'll come to me eventually. You know the the great Catherine Bigelow movie with the uh, the Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze and stuffing. Thank you. God, I could not remember yeah. that for the life no, of me. T- Point yeah. Break, which I love, but the both of um, the woman in that and Trinity, which is um, Laurie Petty, by the way, in in Point Break. Yep. Um, they kind of have this butch thing in common. Mm. Yeah, Trinity's <laughs> like, kind of awesome. these kinds of really butch love interests are interesting, and I think Trinity is is not really your typical female lead in a movie, and she kicks ass. Much long before Neo does. Yeah. Yep. Um. She actually f- kind of fills that that strong female um, character. <laughs> no, no, no. The um yeah. wild style kind of role where oh, she's yeah, like yeah. the yep. mentor and then he becomes the special yep. one. Mm-hmm. But like way before that trope was really a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of the first one. Yeah. So it. I don't know. Yeah. But, I, I mean, mean, it's hard to know because when I, this is why we talked the other day about um how Fifty Shades of Grey was the biggest opening weekend by a woman director and you said oh no the matrix would beat that and i was like well technically yes but actually no because like at the time nobody was making decisions on this being a movie directed by a woman so it's hard because i when i looked at the matrix when i watched the matrix i wasn't thinking of it as a movie directed by like and no, yeah. neither was anybody else so um, kind of this difficult. is actually a discussion that i had in the comments where i saw this yeah the, the comment about so that it's where i was like awkward. yes you're right but at the same time, the social ramifications are different now. Yeah, exactly. So then, and the Matrix didn't have the same social ramifications of having yeah. a woman director. Like, I think we need to acknowledge that um, the Matrix is a movie directed by a woman, and that yeah. Lana was a woman. I yep. just think that's an important thing for people to note now, um, especially when they are doing this thing of dismissing her movies. Um, mm. Is that you? You have to remember that she was the same when she made the Matrix. Mm. Um, she was a woman when she made the Matrix, and I think that's why it's important to note that. Yeah, is yeah. so that we can actually go back and look at it and go, well, yes, a woman did direct it and it made all this money, and why isn't it doing the same thing? And I do think that's and a lot of partly it has because to do the with Matrix it. has yeah. that be- much better plot yeah, running through uh, well, it. Well, yes, and but also the Matrix had the, had some male privilege advantage at the time because publicly people yeah. didn't know. And that's what I want to – like, yeah. there's no way of knowing, I guess, how much it's affected it, if at all, but mm. I, I, I am curious I, about – I think it's an interesting and important question. Whether or not that affects how people look at their movies now, especially because Cloud, Cloud Atlas. Atlas got shit on all over as well. But Cloud Atlas was also something that, like, people would comment on that when Cloud Atlas came out, and they're not commenting on it on Jupiter Ascending, apart from where I've seen on a bit on Tumblr, but, like, they're not really commenting on – the girlness of it. And then I did see a review that was like, oh, it's a Disney princess movie. And what? It's like, I love Disney princess movies as next as, as much as the next person, but this is bad because of it. And you're like, but that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It's a Disney space princess movie. Who cares? Like, Disney like it space, can still be great. It's awesome. I, I enjoyed it more than most Disney princess movies. But that's the thing. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, I, I think that people are, I think that there is some um, gender bias that's in it yeah. without it actually being because it's a girl movie that it's being panned, I think or a female led movie that's being uh, panned. Yeah, I think you have a point, and I, I just think it's really it's 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 one of those things where we know it, we can see it, we know it, which is really hard to prove it. And I think the, <sighs> the main thing in support of that argument is more women like it than men. Huh? Yeah, it's huge on Tumblr, huge. And yeah, but it's not just that. Like I think most of the when I see like just what I've seen of the comparisons is that women are more likely to like it men. And I'm not saying that all women have liked it. There are plenty of women who didn't. Yep. I'm not saying that all men didn't like it because we went with a couple who did. But like, I'm just and and then Jamie went to see it again. Has he? Oh god! And That's so cute. both of the guys that he went to see it with hated it. Ah, so I do wonder yeah. if because I want how to take much jelly that's to at play. It. I haven't managed to talk him into it yet, but I want to take jelly to this. I, I want to see like it again. 
I just think 20 years from now, people are going to ha- say, have you seen Jupiter Ascending? And nobody's going to say, have you seen the theory of everything? Well, no, nobody will remember the theory of everything, but everyone, people will have Jupiter Ascending parties. Yes. Like people will cosplay Jupiter Ascending. And shout Ascending. things at the screen while throwing things. Yeah, like, like I see you can totally imagine that. going to a midnight screening of this. Yes. And everybody yelling the lines at the same time, bees don't lie. I love, I love dogs. They <laughs> <laughs> create life. And I'm sure that other quotes will come out as well. Mm. Anyway, we should probably, this has been 50 minutes oh, of just Katie. us going on about it. So we yeah. should probably wrap we should up. probably eventually. wrap up. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm giving it. I think I want to give it three stars. Well, see, when I was on, on my live journal, I was like, I'm giving this nine out of nine planets in the solar system. Because I don't know. How do you, how do you rate? Like, like as, no- a, as a film, it's probably worth about three. But like as an experience, there isn't a rating for it's, trash but it's amazing well it, the, like, we have came across this problem when we had we watched birdemic yeah but this is not like birdemic no, no, in, but there is actually quite there does good. need to be there its own rating system for movies <laughs> that are like simultaneously bad and good yeah. like birdemic was like so bad it's good but like jupiter ascending is bad but also good at the same time <laughs> there needs to be a system for this so i gave it four stars on my um blog yeah. and i'm just gonna go with four stars but if i had my choice nine planets baby <laughs> <sighs> thank you very much for listening if you haven't seen it and you got this far um, good work but go see it go watch it again and you will not have a bad night if you take if you go to the cinema, especially if you go with a group of friends. Oh, yeah, you, what you have to do is you have to go in it with a sense of humor, like knowing that it doesn't make sense. Because if you worry too much about it making sense, you're not going to enjoy it. Pretty much. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. As always, it's been a delight to talk to you. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can do that, silverscreenqueens.com forward slash Facebook. We're on Twitter at screen underscore queens. Go and hang out with us on Tumblr where we reblog all the Jupiter Ascending fan art. Tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. You don't know. I've, I've been like, I've been adding Jupiter Ascending things to my queue nonstop for the last three days. So there's still days and days of I've it to I've been come. liking all your Jupiter Ascending posts as they come through. So there's days and days of Jupiter Ascending on Tumblr. Um, if you want to read our show notes or find old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to go and read Katie's very detailed four-star review, you can do that over at her blog silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.